another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Chelsea, here with my co-host, Dan. What are we talking about today, Daniel? We have a very exciting topic. We are going to be talking about the retail industry and marketing for it because, I don't know if you know this, we're getting to the holiday season, Chelsea. I don't know, is that your favorite time of year? I'm not a big holiday guy, but I'll I'll ride the joy for for this hour (laughs) or whatever. So, but joining us, who better to talk to? Then our team manager of our e-commerce team, Sabrina Morrison. Sabrina, Hi, Sabrina, how are you doing? Hi, I'm so good. Thanks for having me, Dan and Chelsea. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming. We have so many questions for you. But to start, awesome. I want to ask, how are people going to be shopping this year, this holiday season? It's coming up hot. Yeah, well, in terms of are people going to be in-person shopping or online shopping, um, they're probably still going to be an uptick of online shoppers like we've seen the past however many years. Um, but compared to last year, who knows? Who You know, people might be a little bit more comfortable to do in-person shopping, um, but we're still going to see a lot of online shopping this year. I know that hybrid shopping is a term that people throw out a lot. Can you dive in a little bit of what that means? Yeah, hybrid shopping is something I always do. Um, it's where you research online, you find the product that you want to buy, you know, you compare reviews, you look at all of the specs, all of the, you know, different details, um, comparing, you know, two items to each other, and then you go into the store and buy. Um, so you're doing all of the research online, but you're actually purchasing in the store. Um, and then there are also, you know, different ways of how to make it convenient for customers um, to buy, especially if you have an online business or an online store and a storefront, you know, people might want to pick up curbside, you know, order online and pick up in store. People might want to be able to return an item in the store. So there are a couple different ways. Yeah. It feels like with online shopping really taking off during the pandemic last year, that was my preferred way to shop. You can order it online and then just pick it up from your car. You don't have Mm -hmm. to go inside. You don't have to wait for the item to arrive. It's perfect. I am all about curbside pickup. If I never have to go to a grocery store again. (laughs) Same here. And you can just put it in my trunk. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Exactly. Sure. With that, like I know we've always talked about reviews and how important those are for a business as a whole. But obviously, with you're talking about this hybrid shopping model, sounds like maybe some some we need to put a little bit more energy behind the individual item reviews as well. Yeah, product reviews. People want to vet out whatever they're going to buy, whether it's a television or whether it's like a new nail polish that they want to try out. They're going to look for the reviews for those products. And so you definitely want to make sure your products have real customer reviews. Um, And it's okay if not all of the reviews of that product are, you know, five stars or all positive reviews. People want to know that this is kind of a trustworthy uh, process. Um, They want to know that it's like a real item and not just like, oh, this is fake. They clearly you know, just loaded up their product reviews with fake reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have like a little mix of the negative. Just, you know, 
to keep it legit. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the hurdle we've always seen with online shopping mm-hmm. is when you're not there touching it in person, how do you know the quality of the item? Sure. How do you know? And with all the scams there are mm-hmm. these days online, how do you know that the business you're buying from is legitimate? Yeah, exactly. Reviews are critical. As always. That's As not new always. information, right? No new info. No, absolutely Just not. really highlighting it for holiday. For sure. What's the, I know that, I mean, I just did this earlier today. I abandoned my cart. <laughs> I know that that's a problem that uh, retail people, a retail industry have to deal with. How? <laughs> How do you deal with such a thing? I am guilty of this as a consumer. I have got carts all over the place that have been abandoned. Um, but a way to bring shoppers back, especially holiday shoppers, um, is to entice them. A great way you can do this is ask for um, like emails, like for newsletters or, hey, get the latest updates. We'll send you special sales if you sign up for our email. Um, So make sure you're collecting customer emails. Um, And then there are different gadgets um, and plugins that you can use for your website to send those people who have abandoned carts just an email and like drop in 10% off. Um, and then that'll entice them to come right back and actually purchase what they've put in their cart. I know it would me. It would remind <laughs> me I have it in my cart and it would give me a reason to buy now. For sure. And with building up that email list, it feels like holiday's a great time to blast out some special holiday promotions um, and take on, you know, a new side of the sales world with Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up. It feels like a really good time to capitalize on your CRM and make sure they know what you're doing for the holidays. Yeah, email lists are huge, especially in the retail um, e-commerce world. It can not only, you know, send those customers who are on the email list, like those promotions, those different, you know, newsletters or anything that you want to let those customers know. Um, But platforms like Facebook can actually use the consumer information in those email lists to create a lookalike audience. So if those emails are the emails that a user uses to sign on to Facebook, Facebook can kind of say, oh, okay, well, that person likes this store or this business. Let me find people who are like that person and, you know, show ads. Market um, to them. And all of those cool promotions. I did not know that. that I am shocked. Yeah. I mean, I personally <laughs> am. I'm not a Facebook user, as I make very known. But like that <laughs> is surprising to me that there's that level of, I'll say tracking is not the right word, but connection between the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like estimation on their part yeah. of assuming when someone is like another user. Yeah. But, but it's still valuable. I mean. Very valuable. Why not try? Yeah. If you don't try, you'll never get that answer. Exactly. And a great way to build your audience. For sure. What, so I know we're what? We're, we're in October. What's this, what does the holiday season look like as a retail? I mean, I think we're probably on the cusp of maybe when we should, on the back end of when we should start, maybe start a little <laughs> couple months earlier. But what is that ideal time frame, really? Yeah, we are in the thick of it. We are in holiday shopping season. It starts now. It started you know, yesterday, (laughs) Um, you know, starting October, that's when we start to see the really serious holiday shoppers. Um, Someone in the office threw out a stat that 
actually only 3% of holiday shopping happens in December. That's wild. So it's holiday season right now, mm-hmm. even though, you know, there's still Halloween decorations <laughs> out there. Sure. And you have to capitalize on those last minute shoppers. Let's not forget That's our procrastinators me. in this world. You're looking at two of them. Right. 100%. <laughs> Got I... to capitalize on them. Yeah. We'll be there for you. <laughs> so what can someone do maybe that is a little late to the game? That's maybe hasn't put the, that thought into it until now. Is there anything that they could do to kind of maybe not catch up, but maximize on the attention that's out there? Yeah, there's still lots to be done. And there are some businesses that it might not make sense to do heavy advertising right now, you know, depending on the nature of the business um, or how involved you want to be in the holiday shopping time. Um, But after the holidays, costs, at least for advertising, tend to go down because it's not as competitive. You know, the holiday shopping is done. And now people are kind of just seeing, you know, what happened during that time uh, for those retail stores. You know, they're starting to go into their slower season. And so they might drop their advertising budget. Um, And so actually the week after Christmas, you can come in um, and, you know, have a campaign that wouldn't have cost as much necessarily if you were running it like on Black Friday. The costs can be lower and that's a good way to utilize your budget um, if you need, you know, to be more efficient that way. And Sabrina, is that just because there's less ad traffic out there, the volume kind of comes down after holiday? That's exactly it. And um, yeah, the, the big holiday season is over. And so people are like, well, I've did all I need to do. Um, so they might drop their ads, which leads the door open um, for, you know, advertising mm-hmm. at a lower budget or with not as much competition. Absolutely. How does a marketing strategy change as you go through a holiday season throughout the versus the rest of the year? Yeah, during the holiday season, that can be a time where you're doing more push marketing, especially if you have like a specific product that you want to get out there, let people know about. Um, So being very aggressive, you know, showing those products, um, serving those ads to people, letting people know of different sales that are going on. Um, And then after that, you know, you can turn it to more brand awareness Um, after the holidays when it's a little bit more slower. Still keep your brand top of mind to people without necessarily pushing product, but just introducing your brand, your business um, to consumers, keeping you top of mind um, so that the next time they are ready to shop, they know exactly where to go. Yeah, that brings up a really good point of push first poll marketing. It does kind of feel like after... After the holidays, everyone spent all of their money. Maybe certain (laughs) consumers are looking to just hold off on the shopping for a moment. Um, So I think you have a really good point there. It might be a good time to put your budget into those poll strategies like paid search where somebody who is looking, you know, you're going to be sure that you're showing up there because to your point, advertiser volume is lower, might be a little more cost effective for you but you're still making sure you're capturing customers who are interested in shopping and not just, you know, pushing your brand on everyone who may be, you know, suffering from their December credit card bill. For sure. Can can you dive in just level set? 
go through quickly like what is push versus pull on a like two sentence dive through that Chelsea. <laughs> two you, sentences you use the phrase i'm making you do it not our not our guest okay explain push versus pull marketing so push marketing is sort of pushing your message on people it's paid social ads display ads it's where a person is just on the internet or on their social media and they are sort of receiving your ads pull is when someone is on google searching for like candles and your ad pops up and pulls them into your brand so rather than you know pushing those ads there you're there when they're searching gotcha. makes sense 100 percent. amazing i want to give props to chelsea because she used that term the other day mm. and i was like <laughs> googled it <laughs> love it <laughs> what we've been talking about right. to our clients right. but now there's a more legitimate term and phrase to use well, hey props that. accepted <laughs> <laughs> what kind so in general is there a specific type of marketing that you would say kind of lends itself towards retail in general and like whether it's social or paid is there anything that you would use in a, either a given time of year or just in general for retail Yeah so the main two flat platforms that we use are Google and Facebook Google is generally the direction where we go when we want to meet demand, when there are people who are already searching for your product or products like yours. Facebook is Facebook and Instagram, those social campaigns is usually where we lead clients who we need to introduce the public to their products, to their brand, to their business, um, because they might not be actively searching for it in, in the moment or know that it exists. So we want to create the demand um, through those social channels. So that, those are usually the two avenues that we use, depending on the business, the brand, the products, the services. Awesome. Well, Sabrina, thank you for taking the time. I think we you covered everything on my list. So um, it was really insightful, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thank you yeah, for your thank insight. thank you guys for having me. Ab this was great. Absolutely. Thanks, Sabrina. And with that, let's move on to what's the point. This month, Chelsea, we're going to dive into TikTok. TikTok. A platform completely foreign to me, but was reading <laughs> about this trend and it struck me. Okay. Because it's nostalgia marketing to a T. Uh, so what this is, uh, for those that aren't on TikTok like me, uh, Starburst is capitalizing on what's an organic trend that they got lucky and it just happens to be about them. Um, but the p viewer, users of TikTok, I guess is the term. Sure, um, TikTokers. Yes, TikTokers, thank you. Uh, they are using sound, a sound bite from an ad that Starburst made in 2007, the Berries and Cream lab. We all know and love. I had forgotten about it until I was reading about this uh, trend here, but absolutely, it's from high school for me. So it's been a while. Um, but they're using the audio and doing TikToks around it and doing the dance or whatever. And Starburst said, hey, let's let's make a thing about this. <laughs> and they are giving away, if you use the proper hashtags, or they were, contest is over now. Sorry, listeners, you're, you're a little late. Um, they're giving away 20 costumes of the berries and cream guy. Lad. Berries and cream lad. <laughs> like another good correction. Uh, which consists of a bob wig, an oversized jacket with collars and cuffs, and uh, pantaloons and socks. <laughs> so I think they are maybe overvaluing the costume a I little have bit. Thoughts. 
My thoughts, Fire away. I think they got so lucky. And I think this is a brilliant example of using user-generated content as your marketing strategy. I mean, essentially, this is free. TikTokers just heard the audio and ran with it. And this just mm -hmm. happened to Starburst. They didn't plan this. Right. So I think it was brilliant on their part to start something. However, 20 Halloween costumes. <laughs> was a little bit lame to me. Right. You don't even get the product. You would think like, oh, yeah. And I also, don't think like, they have that product anymore. Berries and cream Starburst. Oh, but I you could still exists. send like a, a 10 bag pound bag of Starburst or yeah. something like that or Starburst for a year or something yes. like that, which is not good for anybody. But I think it will be a good Halloween costume this year. You got to compete with Squid Game, though. It's going to be a lot of Squid Game. Yeah. But like between the two. Sure. That's you win that costume. <laughs> that's going to be a hot topic for your Halloween night. That's a fair point. Fair yeah. point. But yeah, I definitely think that they absolutely got lucky. But it speaks to their awareness. Yes. They saw it. They were tracking it. Right. They became they aware came of up it. With the campaign. And they built around mm -hmm. something that already existed. They just got lucky. It was about them to begin with. So very smart. Absolutely. But our advice is amp it up a little bit. Yeah. 20 Halloween costumes. Uh, right. I don't You're know. You're Starburst. You're Mar it's Mars, right? They own Starburst? Yeah, we'll say that. That might be wrong, but oh well. <laughs> but ultimately, the lesson being, as a small business owner, pay attention to it. Don't see what people are right. saying about you. And then just, you know, if don't you, be afraid to have fun. Yeah. And if there's a trend you can capitalize on and take part in, do it. It's again, it's pretty low stakes on social media. Mm -hmm. As long as, again, you're not being too offensive mm -hmm. or just offensive, period. I'd say probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as long as you're not being offensive, I think have fun, take a risk, so to speak, and try something new. Yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts? Just excited to get to my game. All right, let's just jump right to it then. Chelsea, <laughs> you've got a game. I have a game. Explain the rules and let's see how I do. The rules are, there are no rules. This you just have to have a good memory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. So since we're talking about holiday, um, this game focuses on famous holiday advertisements, specifically like TV commercials. Okay. That's what we remember as a society. For sure. Um, so I am going to give you an abbreviated version of the ad. And you were going to tell me what brand it was. Okay. We're going to test your memory. Okay. The tricky thing I will say is that some of, it's hard not to say the product in the explanation of the commercial. So Great. these might be a little tricky. I don't know. Take we'll your see. time. As Take you go. your time, okay. sir. Great. Let's do it. Let's start <laughs> okay. it off. All right. Which brand featured their product playing the part of a musical instrument and playing jingle bells in this advertisement? That would be Hershey Kisses. Good work. Mm -hmm. It comes around every year. Comes around every year, which, you know, props to them. Yeah. All right. Number two, which brand features their protagonist working out and physically and mentally preparing for Black Friday shopping? I like the term protagonist in an ad. That's yeah. very, that's a humorous to me. <laughs> um, working out and prepping for Black Friday and man, I don't know, uh, maybe Walmart. Nope. Target. Target. You know it's going to be one of those big kind of retailers. Yes. For sure. Yes. It was a, a little blonde woman, and she was lifting her barbells and searching her ads for Black Friday. Are you a big Black Friday person? Wait out in line? I and... used to be. Yeah. I haven't done it in a few years. Well, because the internet makes it a little bit easier to not need Definitely. to. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Which brand features the famous mascot accidentally bumping into Santa? But Santa is equally as shocked and surprised. That's M&M's. Another yes. like, that's another hallmark of, oh, it's Christmas time. Exactly. When that ad comes back around. I find it amazing that these brands can just recycle the same 
ad every year. Well, I think clearly it's working if you can recall 100%. the brand based on just these descriptions. 100%. So there's something to it. All right. Which brand features a snowman coming home from a long day being outside in the cold and melting into a child? I want to say that that's Campbell's. Correct. I'm killing this. Good work. This maybe because I watched way too much TV as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it either means that or you're just up to date on your advertisements. That could be. Yeah. Um, okay. Which brand runs a winter Christmas ad that likens their protagonists to Rudolph and features their product being the solution to this problem? This was when I had to be really careful of what I said. Likens their product to Rudolph. No, no, no. Likens the protagonist. Rudolph, Rudolph. and their product is the solution to whatever that, that problem, problem is. Oh boy, I have no idea. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm clueless on this. Okay, I'm gonna get a little more specific. Okay. So their noses are red. Well, that's a Rudolph thing, so but like in general, like all of the mascots' noses are red. Not like, the mascots, it's not a mascot, but uh, the protagonists in the commercial have red noses, and this product helps with the red nose would we go so let's go with like kleenex it's puffs oh. but yes mm. they really that helped same you out yeah, there yeah, but yeah, for sure they have that same kind of uh, rudolph vibe too with their animation style so. mm-hmm. um okay final one this one's a little bit older so i'm interested to see if you remember this one this is like 90s um <laughs> So which brand features the character Peter coming home to his parents' house on Christmas morning and using the product to wake up the fam? Folgers. Yes. Mm. Good so part work. Of up. <laughs> you did good on this one. I'm impressed. Yeah, you know I, your holiday commercials. I think I just know my commercials. It's, I watch a lot of TV. And your I'm a, Super Bowl ad passion is a real thing, <laughs> so this makes sense to me. That's fair. Well, I think that ends the show for us. Chelsea, do you want to sign us off or do you want me to take it? You got this one. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, And also, we do put up a video version as well. Um, What else? Emails. Email us. Don't forget to Chelsea love answering emails. So we'll be doing that. We'll probably do another mailbag at some point in the nearest future, maybe. Maybe early next year. Um, And with that... I guess that's it. We'll see you guys Have next month. Have a good month. one. Bye, everybody. Yeah.